Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Evening, Commissioner. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey. It's Sockinish with your commish. Coming off a great weekend. Great fucking football weekend. Even though it's a bye week, no birds this week. I had a good time. Uh, it took me a long fucking time to recover from the weekend that was. Because I was trying to live it up like I was back in my early 20s up there in NYC. Uh, so you, my sister-in-law lives up there now. And I say sister-in-law. We're like seven years apart. I feel like she's like a child. And she's just kind of getting started in NYC. <clears throat> Still has the party culture of college. And i just like I'm way too old for that now. I can't handle that. When my body goes through that kind of punishment, it's just a fucking mess. Me and Jan took a trip up there, stayed at her uh, tiny little apartment where she lives with her cousin, who's also seven years younger than us. Um, And they're just like a different generation, number one. And number two, um, you know, they do things that I can't keep up with, like sleeping on couches and doing cocaine and fucking drinking until four o'clock in the morning. And it's like, you don't stop drinking. You're drinking like hard alcohol the whole time. And I'm just like... Holy shit, these kids are fucked up. (laughs) Like, they got a problem. And if you know me, you know that I get overwhelmed by the experience of going into New York. But this time, we kind of wised up when we took the train. And it made it a lot less stressful. I felt like uh, cool, calm, and collected the whole time when we were traveling. So that made, like, the experience going in much better to where I could enjoy it. The only thing is, like, I'm generally not really a big fan of people either. Uh, crowds and sort that sort of thing. It's not my immediate scene. I can live with it and tolerate it and have a good time and vibe in it. But in general, I prefer the comfort of just like a smaller venue where I can just chill. I'm a much more chill person. So, you know, there was a little bit of a mix of all of that because in, in New York City, it's all about chilling in a tiny little place to go out in some place where you're just packed in like sardines uh, only to go back to a little place and chill some more there. But this night started out pretty like normal, like... We were in uh, Carrie's apartment, my sister-in-law, and, you know, we were just hanging out, drinking. We went out to dinner, and we came back, and that's when, like, fucking shit got out of control. There was probably, like, 20 people in this 300-square-foot apartment, and, th- like, we probably were all coexisting in, like, 150 square feet of it because, like, that's just the common room where you chill. And, you know, there was fucking cocaine on the table. And, like, Carrie, I'm like, Carrie, where did you get all this fucking cocaine and she's just like smoky i'm like who the fuck is smoky and all i could think of was that fucking ghost face killer song where it's got the intro with the kids it's like give it if you ain't smoky ain't your motherfucking message ain't your motherfucking message but yeah did a copious amounts of cocaine that night which just left me feeling like such dog shit the next day and for like the next few days and i had to go out to brunch with jan and her family uh and i was like fucked up the next day at like 11 o'clock I was pretty fucked up. Didn't feel good. And, like, that, that's when I realized, like, I'm going to be 30. I can't do shit like this anymore. Um, I think that's the last time I may ever do that kind of a, a drug. The thing about cocaine is, like, it's like uh, it's fun when you're doing it, but you got to keep doing it to sustain the momentum. And it's not, like, exactly the, uh, 
the cheapest thing. So like you don't have a lot of it and you don't really like want to after a certain point, at least for me, like I get to a certain point where I'm like, I know that if I continue to do this, I'm going to feel like shit the next day. And I still like, I said that to myself and I didn't get past the point in my head and I still felt like shit the next day. So it just goes to show you that stuff's no good. You should probably stay away from the book, Shug. It's just like, you know, I don't really like it. I don't like it. I just like the way it smells. But anyway, we were in the, this apartment, and it's like 50 Greg Scotts. Like, Jake, you remember your roommate from Hoboken, Greg Scott? Like, imagine a bunch of dudes that, you know, when you sit on a couch with your pussy, it leaves a snail trail. Like, guys that talk like that. Imagine, like, a fucking room filled with, like, Jersey Shore Guidos. But they're, they're nice enough guys, kind of like Greg Scott. Greg Scott was, like, a nice enough guy. Like, he was cool. Um, but, like, yeah, these guys were cool, but, like, it was, like, a fucking mess. They're, like, jumping up and down all over the fucking place, all cooked out and crazy. And I'm just, like, I, I don't fucking, like, understand this and fit in here. Um, but the thing that, like, kind of drove me a little bit nuts is, like, I was trying to smoke weed before I even knew there was, like, cocaine and stuff. So I was just tr- kind of, like, rolling a joint and... Everybody looked at me like I was crazy, like I was like the one doing cocaine or something. Like I just like casually pulled out cocaine at like a dinner party. That's what they looked at me like. And I'm like, it's just weed. Like, what's the problem? They're like, they act like weed wasn't cool. And I'm like, it's not that I do it because it's cool. It's because like I enjoy smoking weed. Like it's just a good, it's a good time for me. It's a good way to relax. It's a good way to blow off steam. I feel like these kids too, they have like a different like mindset than me. They grew up with technology, like, pretty much their entire life. They've always had an iPhone since, like, the time they were in middle school. So these people don't know how to communicate with each other. So I'm, like, I think, like, the only way they know how to interact is if they're all fucked up together. That's my theory, at least. Because you go out to these, like, we went to this place, the Cavern, Caverna, maybe. I don't know what it was called. But it was basically, like, a frat basement where you go to get date raped if you're a girl. But it was like, you know, they had Miller Lite. I was just drinking, sitting in a circle, watching people dance. And I'm like, I'm the oldest motherfucker here. And it felt really creepy. I'm not going to lie to you. It felt really, really creepy. And I'm just watching these young dudes just mindlessly dance, like doing a worse like side-to-side dance than the Dave, you know? Like not no rhythm. Imagine the Dave with no rhythm, with no soul. That's what these kids were doing. And then they try to like swerve in and make out with a broad just to get like whacked. Like, whacked, rejected. Not even close. Like, oh, man, dude, you read the situation wrong. You look like an idiot. You look stupid. I saw so much of that. And then, on the opposite end of that spectrum, I saw dudes who just went for it, and the girl would, like, fucking make out with that one, go over, like, two other dudes make out with that one, and I'm like, what is wrong with these children? This is the Tinder generation. This is Tinder society. It's fucking gross. It's shameful. Shameful sins going down in New York City. I can't imagine how much chlamydia... It's just floating out there in these young neighborhoods. Anyway, anyway, now that I've uh, incriminated myself on the podcast for all of the public to hear, and then uh, little little news on the personal front, I got a promotion today. Um, it's one I've been fighting for for a long time, and I got to tell you, it feels like getting to the other side of a tunnel in a long battle. It's been a long battle, a long journey, a lot of fucking politics. Corporate America is all about playing politics, and I never wanted to accept that when I was a young, just young strapping lad in the workplace, and then I was just like, you know, to get things done, you got to move things around with politics, and you got to play the game, and I've accepted that, and I've started playing it, and I think uh, I'm pretty good at that part, and I didn't want to like, I didn't want to think I could be good at that part, but I am, 
It's a lot of just like convincing people that your way is the best way through persuasion and fact. And that's what I think I've been able to do. And a long time ago, Phil and I were able to persuade people that our boss wasn't that good. And it put the pressure on him and he left. And then we got a new guy who was moldable and we kind of pitched him our vision. And now I'm seeing that vision through. And it's fucking cool because they're going to let me do what I want to do. And that's where I've wanted to get to my whole life is to just be in a position where I can call the shots for the space that I'm in. Like, why can't every person have that? Empowerment is such a powerful thing. When you empower people to just have the, like, autonomy to make decisions, it makes things so much easier. And it makes the organization more efficient. So that's the way of working in fucking 2019. And I'm glad my company's realizing that, and I'm very excited. I just wanted to share that with you. On another note, personally, it was my... uh, my third wedding anniversary this week. So shout out to the first lady. She's a very lucky woman to be married to such a, you know, great drunk. I'm a pretty friendly guy. Um, yeah, love my wife. She does a lot. She holds this fort down. She takes care of the chickens. She uh, takes care of the dogs. She takes care of me. I would pretty much be a worthless piece of shit without Jen. So shout out. Shout out to the first lady. This podcast is brought to you by Muggsy Jeans. If you don't have a pair of Muggsies, you're fucking up. Muggsy jeans available on Amazon or directly through their website. Muggsy jeans are the most comfortable jeans that you will ever find. Soft, comfortable, and the best part is they're stretchy. So you get a little chub around the rub. You just put your Muggsies on and don't worry about it. They're still going to fit. You can wear them with a belt. You can wear them without a belt. It all depends on how the uh, like elastic fucking waistband fits you. But like it'll fit you. It'll be good. It'll be nice and snug. It's like the skinny jean sweatpants of jeans. <clears throat> Muggsies are a little bit expensive. I just want to say that on the front end. Each pair is around $100, but you will get your fucking money's worth. You're going to wear these pair of jeans every single time that you need to wear jeans. Now, for me, I've worn my Muggsies out because I fucking put my wallet in my back pocket, and I'm also person whose weight fluctuates a lot so the crotch area kind of rips sometimes when I get on the fatter side which is inevitable uh, but Muggsy jeans they're the best jeans out there hands down if you find a better pair of jeans you tell me and I'll promote them on this fucking podcast you can go on their website enter the promo code commish to get nothing off for a pair of jeans because the code won't work uh, but that's promo code commish to get a discount that doesn't exist Muggsy jeans Probably Muggsy.com might be their website. It might not be. It's probably not. Uh, But check them out on Amazon because they're definitely there because I just ordered two more pairs of Muggsy. Muggsy jeans, America's most comfortable jean. So I want to talk about some football stuff because it is a fantasy football podcast. And we did see one of the most explosive Monday night football matchups that we have seen in a very, very long time. The undefeated uh, San Francisco 49ers took on the Seattle Seahawks, who who have been a very surprising team, if I must say. They struggled a lot last year, if you remember, in the first half of the season, and then kind of turned it on. They've been pretty good this year, and it's all because of Russell Wilson, and you got to give Pete Carroll a lot of credit, always rebuilding the defensive side of the football. And I think with the those two factors, you're always going to have a team that contends. And the, and the fucking game was incredible. Came down to the wire went into overtime, had a whole lot of crazy storylines in between, 
and it was just an incredible game of football. And ESPN actually put on a pretty decent broadcast and kind of captured the drama of the moment. So I don't often praise them, but that was the best broadcast I think ESPN has had all year long. And you got, I think it's because the game, they felt it in the moment. I think maybe this is a turning point for ESPN and Monday Night Football. You got to hope for it because that's a fucking dog shit uh, broadcast for the most part. But kudos on Monday night. Basically, the uh, the game went into overtime and we had a lot of fantasy football matchup implications on this game. We had my game uh, versus Jake, where Jake had Jimmy Garoppolo going after I had taken the points lead Sunday night. So it took until Sunday night for me to take the lead, which I took into the game on Monday. Jimmy Garoppolo to go for Jake. Every opportunity to win the game. Um, on the other side of the football, you had Russell Wilson, who Zach Maron was starting. Russell Wilson's been a stalwart for the Zach Maron squad this year. And because he didn't start a defense... He didn't start a defense. He it was I think it was a strategic move to not start the defense because he's like, I'll take the fucking L on the defense because my team's good enough to get me over the hump. And a lot of that was relying on Russell Wilson, who did not have the best game. But these two quarterbacks getting the ball back and forth in overtime, me and Mike sweating our fucking balls off, watching our point lead just shrink, shrink, shrink every fucking possession. It went back and forth and back and forth. Fucking Seattle's marching down. It looks like, oh, Mike's night is done. Russell Wilson's going to throw a dart into the back of the end zone. Game over. Touchdown. Seattle wins. But throws an interception. Team's going the other way. Uh, It's a fucking terrible drive. They fucking go nowhere, if I remember correctly. Maybe I'm fucking this up. If I'm fucking it up, call me out on it. But uh, I think they came back. They went nowhere. Then Seattle came back, went nowhere. At some point, there was a field goal. The field goal, I remember. I was pretty fucked up that night, too, as I am most nights. And uh, field goal, where kicker literally kicked the ball sideways. It didn't even look like he was trying to fucking kick for the end zone. It looked like he was trying to kick the ball into the stands, like, perpendicular to his location. Fucking terrible kick. One of the worst kicks I've ever seen. And then Russell Wilson gets the ball back, and finally... Marches downfield, and field goal, game over, Seattle wins. But in between all of that, the fantasy football matchup is just sparking because the yards are just piling up and our leads are shrinking. And all it would have taken is Jimmy Garoppolo having like a pretty decent completion to have Jake overtake me. But in the end, he lost by less than seven points or so. Um... I was able to hold on to that lead because Jimmy Garoppolo was dog shit during the game through a pick. It was the running game that got it done. Mike, on the other hand, was just 10 yards away. 10 Russell Wilson yards away from losing that game. But he was able to indoor and overcome. Russell Wilson had a rush right there at the end. And if it was just 10 yards more, we would have had a different conversation. Um, But Mike holds on. Doesn't get cucked by a stat correction. So good on you, Mike. Uh, And gets the win. And that's the implication uh, of what happens when another team doesn't start a defense and loses a winnable game. A winnable game. 
He loses that game, which has implications. Because now Mike has picked up another win, his third win of the season. It puts him further out of paintball contention. And Stein, if I'm you, I'm a little upset. Maron had every chance to win the game. Was it a strategic decision to sit the defense? Or did he just forget? If it was that he forgot, that would be a sin to Stein. Because now Stein is now a win behind Mike London, and he sits alone in paintball contention. That's huge, because the points differential is one thing, but the win-loss column separates them a lot. I think we have to uh, maybe hold an inquiry. (laughs) You know, there's a lot of inquiries going on out there in politics, which we don't talk on this podcast. But, uh, yeah. Inquiry into Zach. We're going to withhold the winnings that I owe him now for his commissioner's challenge and his MVP from the previous week. We're going to hold them. I'm not saying I'm going to take them forever, but we're going to hold them until this investigation is over and we get to the bottom of this. Because if it was just a neglect, we may find Zach for this indiscretion. But if it was a strategic move, I think we have to forgive And, of course, there's always the option to put it to vote. But we need, on something like this, a punishment hearing, at least seven votes to pass an infraction upon Zach for this indiscretion. So that's the commission's ruling. Um, That's how it's going to be. But not to take away from ML. It was a hard-fought victory. You, You play to win the game. You start your lineup. It doesn't matter what your opponent does. If your opponent makes a strategic decision or a negligent decision to start a defense that's on a bye, then you kick their ass. You go all out. And even if it's by point zero, uh, point one point, it's point one point, a tenth of a point, um, you fucking go after it. You go get that win. He got that win. He fought hard for it. Mike's been scrapping all fucking year. If I could give him the scrappiest, most like biggest heart of a team, it's Mike London. So congratulations to you, ML, on your win. Joining me now on the podcast is that man himself, the guy who just got his third win of the season, Mike London. Mike London, how you doing? Doing great, Brent. Feeling real good about myself lately. Feeling real good. Went three and zero in fantasy with a uh, with a with a great dub against Zach. Yeah, man, and like negligence on Zach's part, or is that a strategic decision to sit the defense? What do you think? Uh, I think his entire um, strategy—it's—it's it's all strategy, you know. It's—it's—he uh, hasn't picked up anyone the entire season, which good on him for drafting that well, and also good on him for not having any knocks that get hurt, which normally happens by week two, and. Um, he could have picked someone up, but he's got a pretty good defense, and why get rid of it? You know, that's up to him. Yeah, but maybe you don't have to get rid of the defense, but there's somebody on your team you have to be able to, like, just drop. There like, was literally no other person except for someone that you dropped this week, Justice Hill, mm-hmm. to pick up Rivers to replace Russell Wilson. That's the only other person. He's stacked. He's fucking stacked. Yeah, man. But he's stacked. I, uh... I, I announced on the podcast earlier, though, like, I'm going to open an inquiry to be, like, current with the times into this this very thing. If it was negligence, he's going to be punished. 
But if it was just that he was making a strategic decision, I'm not going to punish that. I can't punish that. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I can attest from our own um, conversation that I think it was a strategy. Um, that's what I took away from our text conversation. All right. Yeah, man, does get. I just talked about that on this podcast too. I, I did a lot of blow this weekend, and it was not good. I like. I'm not. Where were you? Oh, you were probably with Jen's sister. Yep, 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 yeah. And uh, dude, it it was rough. I can't handle that anymore. Yeah. Um. No, I think Zach. Uh, if I were him, and the way that his team's been putting up points, I probably would have been like, I don't need defense, dude. I'm good. Like, or I don't need a kicker. I'm good. But that, um, but that gamble alone, I like. Even if it was strategic, I think that justifies the decision. He can do what he wants at the end of the day. It still affected Stein in the fact that, like, if he just started any other defense to just get the points, he probably yeah. he probably would have won. And that affects Stein because now Stein is like one win behind you. And even, a lot of points though. So even if I lose you, again and Stein wins, I still have the advantage by a decent amount. You do, but there's still the numbers game of wins and losses, and like you never know what Absolutely. can happen. He could play a team that has like 70 points three straight weeks in a row, you know. So it's like that's the thing that the optics of it are just not good. It's a, it's like a Bill Belichick strategy. It's like yeah, I've also been in the other situation where I've been ahead, but I know that like a kicker is going or a defense is going and I know that the that the other team doesn't have a single player going so why even put that person in to potentially get negative points yeah you know what I mean yeah no I hear that that but that's a strategic move that's a very strategic move is this just like a uh, a lazy I don't want to like think about dropping a player or is this just like uh are we going to call this real strategy I think that we may think that he's not looking at his team week to week or day to day but he is. He just doesn't need to do anything. And he's not going to shit his pants when um, Atlanta's running back goes down. Oh, shit, let me try and get that guy, uh, Hill, or whatever the fuck his name is. Right. Like, who, who is that guy? Never even heard of him. So I think I think you and I have landed on it then. I think Zach is good. He's going to get his uh, $10 for the MVP and the Commissioner's Challenge, which we were going to withhold oh, pending inquiry. Draw? Yeah, he did. Dude, for sure. Uh, I yeah. won, but like he's he had more points. He's a better team. And that's what I want to point out. He is the best team in the league. He's the number one team. Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what, dude? I'm proud of you for getting out of paintball contention. And that was a nail biter. I worked hard, man. I worked, I, worked, I worked really hard on that. You know, I'm putting up good numbers. You are. I'm just, I'm just facing teams that fucking have great weeks. Like Dave's team last week, 60-something points or uh, 160-something points. I still put up 130-140. That should get it done. That and, should and get it, it done. And that's happened to me, I can count, two times minimum. So I should be even trying to possibly even fight for a playoff spot. You know what? I think the problem, like, the, we got to really take a hard look as a league at a, as a league on, like, the schedule and, like, this, how we schedule and, like, what we want to uh, have as far as, like, the competition between weeks. Because, like, I, I just, like, randomly, like, fix the schedule around the two rivalry no, weeks. And it, it fucks it up. I think it was Jake, Dave, and I, and we approved you doing that, but we were really drunk and high. Yeah. And, like, and, I kind of... We signed off on it. I kind of like the idea of a... Um, like, making the divisions mean something, where you play your teams in your division twice, like, every single year, and then you have, like, a couple matchups against people in the Jew division. 
and then it, it's like a, a bracket we were, style thing. Like, right. If we were a 14 or 16 team league, absolutely. But a 10 team league, that's pretty difficult with. Why? Because you could just have the first the first place teams get a buy still, and then the uh, the other teams play for a chance to win a spot in the basically AFC NFC championship games, and then they play for the Super Bowl. So you'll have to make winning the division some sort of payout then. Yeah, and like, but winning the like uh, division, like not the not the like regular season, but the like the conference championship, basically. Right. So would you have one and two of the Jew and Gentile division faced off in like last week of regular season, and then and then that would be that? But how can you? No. So so it would be the same playoff structure. It would just mean it would just be a different playoff like the playoff seating so so like so like round one of the playoffs would be the uh the teams from the top two teams from the jew division the top two teams from the gentile division they play each other Uh, um the winner of the two people from the jew division goes on to play the person who is the top team in the jew division and vice versa in the Gentile division. And then they right. all, all, that, all that in theory sounds good, but can Yahoo and the ESPN apps of the world can they Yeah. Can do that oh, absolutely. Structure? Absolutely. Yeah, okay. dude. We we tried okay. voting on this at the at the draft and no one wanted to do it. Everybody was like uh, we're going to need a PowerPoint from you. All right. I'm going to put it together. I'm going to put Jake's fucking video to shame at the draft. I'm going to come so prepared for this part. This is the part I never prepare for. <laughs> All right, man. Well, what else is going on in your life? How's Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland's good. I wanted to touch on Stein's uh, anger points. Yeah, let's go. Uh, and I think, I don't know if you already played the um, uh, the Sounders. Not yet, I no. People in Cleveland, man, they don't know how to drive. And you think PA's bad, you think Jersey's bad. You... You come and try and take a commute to work in my shoes, and it is fucking terrible, dude. We um, told, so first of all, don't even give me the finger when I drive like an asshole, which is really nice of them, but it's not really what I'm used to. Yeah, I don't like that. It's too nice. And uh, and uh, I don't know if, I, if this is in the sound or two, and I'm just like repeating myself, but um, I've never been in an area where people are so inclined to back into parking spots. And not just back in the parking spots. It's a full lot. And you would think people are in rush. They want to get to the spot and get out. No, these people want to take their time back in. And it's, like, absolutely ridiculous. And it drives me up a fucking wall. <laughs> I guess people don't know. I guess I guess people don't know how to either use their cameras or use their mirrors or, put, or turn their head around to look like it's a fucking bunch of jabron. Dude, that's just Jabron's Midwest dance, people. Dude. Midwest people. No offense, Ashley, but, like, it's a strange part of the country, right? They elected Trump. It's just, like, what it is. Uh, yeah, that's true. But um, you wanted to talk about the San Francisco game. Yeah, it was a crazy game. I feel like we already kind of – I would just want to talk about it more in the implications of, like, what it meant for you guys. Like, it was, like, a crazy game. Like, that was a back and forth, back and forth. Me and Jake was kind of back and forth. Yeah, after the first half, I was like, wow, this is a defensive game. But, like, there was so much offense. Yeah. Right before something good happened, there was a defensive play. Dude, the worst part and, of that game was that fucking that kick in overtime. He basically kicked uh, the ball guy, sideways. 
The guy just did like a Mike London at back where he closed his eyes and just fucking kicked it. <laughs> Didn't even try, dude. Yeah, dude, that like your golf swing is powerful and the ball goes like straight. <laughs> But that's what your golf swing looks like. It's just like whatever he did with his leg is like a Mike London golf swing. He like all armed yeah, yeah, yeah. it, but with his legs. Yeah, it was it was terrible. But you know what? I feel bad for him. But there's a lot of excuses out there. But dude, both those teams came to play, and Russell's the man. When they went to overtime, I was like, "Fuck, dude, I lose. Like that's it. Like there's no way." I think yeah, I thought you were done. I thought you were Five done. Or six points. Yeah, I thought I was toast. When he threw the interception, dude. Points. When he threw the interception, I'm like, oh, my God, you got to be fucking kidding me. I'm like, that's it for me, and Mike's going to win. And yeah. then the best part is that we both won, and that feels good. I'm, I'm glad, that, I'm glad to do that with you. But then he got the ball back, and then he ran it for 21 yards. That was two <laughs> more points. I was shitting, dude. I was shitting. It yeah, was dude. fucking insane. I was in my bed because I go, Jen, Jen like, goes to bed early, and I, like, try to go up so at a reasonable bad. time. I was in my bed, too, but yeah. she was asleep. I was just watching on my phone, so it was like it was fucking great. I'm like, oh, who? Oh! <laughs> oh man, that's a great game. Um, what was I? What was I gonna say? Um, so stat corrections would have been in by now, correct? Yeah, that that's a. So here's how it works. In case you're curious, Yahoo's a little different. Um, it's in by like 11 or 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, whatever the fuck the equivalent of that is here, and on Tuesday night. On Tuesday. Well, then I got cooked by Zeke on a Thursday. What do you mean? It was after the waivers and everything. Like last year with you. But e- yeah, ESPN was different because it was it, they do their stack corrections on Wednesday. But wasn't it an NFL thing? Uh, so it depends on the source that they draw from. I don't know. That's how I read it online because I was like, I I was like, oh my god, is Mike gonna get fucking cucked by a stack correction twice in a row? So I looked it up on Google, and I I'm pretty. I pretty, I, uh, dude, I honestly, you probably would have, I would have probably like fired you because like, I, I just like, I wouldn't want, I would like putting a dog down, you know, like I wouldn't want you to go through that. Oh man. Oh man. It's fucked up. It's fucked up, man. It's fucked up that like, it was me who cucked you too last year because, uh, I wouldn't ever want to do that to you. You know, I love you. Well, you know what? I'm honored to be talked by the commission. Uh, such a great host of this podcast, you know? Yeah, and I'm glad to have you on, man. And uh, you're going to be, uh, are you going to be up here this weekend for the birds? Yeah, I'm I'm, uh, I'm trying to get the fuck out of work like 3, 3.30 tomorrow so I can make pretty decent time, get a little bit of daylight. Um, so I'm not driving the whole time in the dark, but um, I don't really know my plans. My plans are kind of loose. I'm just kind of going with it. Uh, right. But birds? Bird Sunday FDR eleven o'clock. Yeah. Uh, um, check mark spreadsheet. Yeah. Well, well. Oh, damn, dude! I didn't check the spreadsheet yet. What did I say well, I was gonna bring? Up, I got snacks. I got snacks. You were gonna fuck with snacks, but you didn't really specify what snacks. Oh, dude, you don't gotta worry about it. I got uh, a whole portfolio of products to choose from. We got goldfish. We got oh. Snyder's Lance. We got fucking soup. I'll bring it all. Like a, yeah, like a five pound box of goldfish. Or something. Did we land on the fact that we're bringing a grill? I think Dave is bringing all the grill essentials, meaning the grill, the tools, and the uh, like, the charcoal and stuff. And Jake is bringing, I, I would assume, meats and breads and cheeses. Like, I don't know what he plans on cooking, but he's probably not going to tell us. So um, if if we want, we can we can put a like a kettle on the grill and fill it full of water, 
and dump a pouch of soup in there. And then we cut the soup open and we put it in the kettle. And then you got soup. I really don't feel like having diarrhea in the middle of the Eagle game. Dude, it's a really good soup. It'll put some fucking hair on your balls. I'm telling you, four pounds of wicked tie. Bring the kettle, bring the water, bring the soup, and then we'll make the call. All right. I can make that happen. We're going in the game. Jake, Mark, Stein, and Joe for not going in the game. Oh, dang. Where you? Where so, you guys sit? I'm like in the I fucking did. very last seat of the stadium. Like all the way up? The very last seat of the stadium, dude. The very last row. Well, I sit at my season ticket. It's 124. And like as soon as you walk through the tunnel, that's my seat. Dang, dude. You're living in luxury. Yeah, and then I'm coming back for the Cowboys game. I'm sitting in the same exact seat I sat in for the NFC Championship game. Okay. And uh, that excites me because it's like a rematch of the Super Bowl, dude. This is a fucking be a great game. I'm so excited my, for this fucking game. My mom sent me some article that says this is the this is the ticket of the year to get. Because it's a it's a turning point for both teams. If yeah. the if the Eagles come out and win this game, you're like, okay, the Eagles are back on track. If and then if the Patriots lose this game, they're like, wow, we've lost like two games in a row. This is like not the New England Patriots that we thought they were, and Tom Brady just looks sluggish yeah. and, like, done, you okay. know? We'll see. I think we will see. I think, I dude, I think we come out on top. I really do. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking, I feel it. I feel it. It's either going to be a high-scoring game or it's going to be, like, a 17-13 like a game. You know what I mean? Like, something weird like that. It's going to be pretty, pretty low. It's going to be an Eagles game, dude. It's going to be a Carson Wentz special where it's just kind of like game management. You know, that's right. <laughs> All right. Well, Brent, thank you for having me, man. And uh, we'll probably wrap it up here. I've taken up enough of your time. Yeah, man. I appreciate you calling in as always. And I'll see you this weekend. All right. 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 Well, go birds. Go birds. Wait, can we get an E-A-G-L-E-S? E-A-G-L-E-S. Fucking A right, dude. All right. It's Mike London. Mike London calling in the podcast. Go birds, dude. Oh, man, I'm fucking juiced now to go get some birds action. Anyway, wow, we are deep into this podcast. I've got to get to the matchups. Let's go right into that motherfucking shit. I'm motherfucking All right, let's go. All right. The matchups are great this week, guys. Congratulations to all of our winners. Sorry to all our losers. In our first matchup, we had BJ taking down Mark, 137.4 to 126.5. BJ, his fifth straight win, improves to 7-3. First place in the Gentile division, second place overall. Mark drops his second in a row now, 4-6, seventh overall. BJ's on fire, baby. He's motoring into the playoffs. A lot of love for BJ's squad. Sorry for the disrespect earlier in the year. BJ's clearly one of the best teams in the league. Then our next matchup, we had Dave taking down Stein, 130.25 to 116.05. Dave, second straight win, 5-5 uh, five and five now, fifth place in the playoffs. Dave's fucking, you know, he's making moves. He's getting there. Stein drops to, uh, you know, last place. I mean, he's been there. Third, for third fucking loss in a row, staring down the barrel of a paintball. Not good for Stein. And we had Zifo taking down Joe from 142.7 to 99.65. Zifo just fucking cruising. Joe drops the second straight, now 6-4, still fourth place overall. Zifo 
Now his second straight win, 7-3 overall. Uh, 7-3. He's uh, third place overall. Sorry, I'm fucking retarded. Uh, only a few points separate him and Zach. Uh, you know, third place is a good spot. It's, uh, it's a comfortable place to be, and he could jump into the first place position if he were to just overtake Zach in points, which is well within reach. Then we have the commish. As we mentioned in the last few minutes of the Seattle 49ers game, taking down Jake 110 to 103.7. Fucking nail biter. It took Jimmy Garoppolo on a Monday night to just shit the bed. Commish now 5-5. Five and five, The last team into the playoffs while Jake is now in 8th uh, place. His third straight loss, 4-6 and six on the season. And in our final matchup, our game of the week, we had Mike taking down Zach Maron. 126.2 to 126.1. Point one points is all that separated these two teams. It came out uh, to Russell Wilson. Mike now uh, gets his third straight win. Or no, not third straight. His third win on the season. Sorry, I'm retarded. Uh, three and seven. Uh, Stein may be a little upset about the fact that uh, what we talked about with Mike. Was it a strategic move or was it negligence? I don't know. I don't know. It's up for interpretation. But uh, we have ruled, I think, here that it's a strategic move. So Zach's going to get his MVP money plus the money he gets from the commissioner's challenge. If you have a protest to that, voice your opinion. It's going to take seven votes, though. So you need to get seven votes, which is probably unlikely. Uh, but we will talk about it if you want to. Um, <coughs> but with uh, 142.7 points... This week, Zifo is your MVP and the proud winner. $5 cash money. And he has accepted the commissioner's challenge because everybody wants to prey on the wounded deer. But don't worry. Uh, the commissioner's got a little thing up his sleeve. He thinks he's got Zach Marone's number this week. And it is rivalry week. We got some great matchups coming up in this rivalry. We got Stein taking on Jof. And Stein, desperate need for a fucking win. Things not going great for him so far. He's in paintball contention. And Joe, things are starting to slip faster than a turn on a Monday morning after a week of doing blown fucking drinking a lot. So that's an interesting rivalry week matchup. Then we got BJ taking taking on Zifo. I almost said taking down Zifo because he's been doing that often lately. BJ kind of having Zifo's number. I think this is uh, maybe a lock uh, for the uh, team that's going to take the top spot this uh, this year. Whoever wins this game, I think, will be your top seed entering the playoffs. I think it's all about momentum. We will see who can win that rivalry matchup. And then we got Mark taking on Mike for the battle of head heave. Mark slipping as of late after a fiery few weeks. Mike on the rise, starting to figure it out. These te two teams really need a win. So it comes down to who can get it done. Mike with a win will really get himself into a good place out of paintball contention especially if Stein were to lose this week. And Mark just needs to win because playoffs are probably in his future. If he can just figure it out, then that's what it's about. Then we got Dave and Jake, a uh, classic rivalry, two kids that live pretty much the same fucking street. And uh, yeah, a lot of love lost between these two teams because it's all about the Gentile posturing, you know, Jake now kind of on the outside looking in. Dave on the inside looking out. Um, I kind of like Dave in this one, if I'm being honest. The King of Jetro just huffing a little too much of that nitrous. His team's starting to slip a little bit. Then we got the commission. 
taking on Zach Warong coming off a loss uh, where he didn't start a defense. We've talked about a lot exhaustively. The commish, a wounded deer right now. Sit No Saquon Barkley this week. I think they're on bye. A lot of injuries on the squad. Pretty much nothing. There is a just desolate bench with no options. So we're going to start some people this week that uh, hit or miss. Miles Sanders getting the start. What can you do against the New England Patriots? You got what it takes? You better for the commish. I need you to get it done. With that, let's go into your fucking power rankings. Uh, but remember, there ain't shit to rankings. Unless you've got power! <laughs> we go. Number 10. Number 10 at paintball contention. 2 and 8. Steino. I'm sorry, I had to take a sip of water. Steino is celebrating the birthday of his daughter this weekend. And we will be uh, just mourning the fact that we may have to shoot him with paintballs for the second year in a row. You know, we're going to be there at your, at, your, uh, at your fucking party. And we're going to be looking at this beautiful baby girl you've made. Just thinking, God, we got to shoot her fucking dad with paintballs. And that sucks because we don't want to, but we do. We do. And uh, if you don't start winning some games, it's going to be trouble for you. But for now, you're in paintball contention. And I think you might stick. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. ML got the win this week, three and seven. On the rise, maybe. If he can just get it done in the next few weeks, he's got uh, a lot of pedigree on his squad to put up some points <coughs> and turn his squad into a little bit of a burial if he can figure it out. Uh, but Mike, for now, with only three wins coming in at number nine. Number eight. Coming in at number eight uh, is Jake, four and six. Squad's fallen off a little bit lately. Three straight losses. That's not going to get it done. Huffing too much nitrous. Hanging out in South Philly bars. It ain't good there, dude. You know, you should probably go home and just get some rest. So you and the family could, you know, maybe go down to a game, watch the birds, have a good time, real family-friendly. And then maybe the birds will get the W. Maybe you should treat it like that. All right, I'll see you at the tailgate. Jake coming in at number eight. Number seven. Number seven, four and six, Mark. Uh, fiery couple of weeks there. Now he's farting out. Uh, not a great week uh, for the Markster. Running into a brick wall there uh, in his brother-in-law, BJ. BJ fucking killing it. Mark actually showed up pretty well. I'm just being a dick because I'm drunk and I really can't remember what the score was until I really start to think about it. So, Mark uh, coming in at number seven. Number six. Number six. The uh, fucking wounded deer himself, the commish, the last team in the playoffs at five and five. Uh, if Saquon Barkley could just get a little bit healthy here in this next week while he's sitting on the pine pony, go out there. Fucking wrap it up. Fucking get healthy. You're my number one pick, and you've been dog shit this year. Dog shit. Hurt on a bad team. Bad pick by the commish at number six. Number five. Number five, just trying to survive. Uh, now officially out of paintball contention uh, is Jove, six and four. Um, Jove just trying to hold on uh, to a... Uh, lead that he once had, but 
probably going to stay in the playoff picture. Can he get hot again and make another run and take this thing home? Maybe he can. Maybe he can't. We'll see. Number four. Number four, the hardworking David, five and five. Just been crushing it lately. Uh, just having a good good couple of weeks. The Melvin Gordon pick may pan out too if he can just, uh, the, those Chargers can just figure it out, huh? Uh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon. Uh, but a challenge going over there with Dave, led by Lamar Jackson. So good on you, Dave. Uh, great pick on Lamar Jackson. I think you're going to get pick of the year with that one. Uh, but we'll wait till the award show to unveil that. But for now, Dave coming to number four. Number three. Number three. Uh, going to ding him this week. Demerits for Zach for the uh, the defense decision. Going to drop you to 7-3, even though technically he's still sitting in first place overall. Uh, you got to get demerits when you do stuff like that. I read a story this week about Jonas Gray, if you remember him from the New England Patriots. He had like four touchdowns or something crazy in one game. Fantasy player of the fucking year. 43-something points. Very next uh, day, fucking didn't charge his cell phone. Shows up late to the Patriots meeting. Bill Belichick cuts him. And guess what? That's kind of what uh what happened with you this week. You're cutting yourself. Cucked yourself, dude. So now you're sitting at number three. But uh still in first place overall. I'm not worried about it. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about these rankings. We're just trying to fuck with him. Because he's my boy and he can handle it. Zach, am I wrong? At number three. Number two. Number two, seven and three, BJ. Fiery fucking squad. Five in a fucking row. Are you kidding me? This guy's on fire. And I talked all kinds of shit about his squad, maybe saying like, oh, shit, BJ's not one of the better teams. But guess what? Here he is fucking spitting into my face because he knows. He knows what's good. He knows he's a good team. It's Uncle Butch, the Chicago kid. Number two. Number one. Number one, seven and three. Your MVP this week, Zifo. Every year, man, right there in the conversation. But guess what? You got to win when it matters, Zifo. So you get into the playoffs, you get another championship, we'll go toe-to-toe, two-on-two, two championships each, and then we'll play next year for who's really the king of this league. Ooh, that's a challenge. That's your power rankings. Uh, wanted to give you an update with three weeks left in the season on the uh, paintball situation because we got some teams that are officially eliminated from paintball contention. That includes Zach Moran, Zach Fox, BJ, and Joff. We got two teams on the bubble with five wins. That's me and Dave. Two teams just outside the bubble with Mark and Jake. Uh, we have a team that's just in danger, but close enough the way that it's not a problem for him right now is ML. And then in, in the danger zone is Stein. So Stein, I'm sorry, but you are facing paintball contention. I can't wait to talk to Stein about... Uh, impeachment proceedings this week that's going to be a fun conversation i can't wait for that uh I've, i can't tell you how much i look forward to that because i have uh i have a few opinions that stein might not approve of and i'm by no means a uh a libcock i just want to talk through it with him and be like can you hear me out on this i'm very very curious let's go to your sounders this week i appreciate everybody who checked in uh i'm starting to get drunk so let's get to it back and forth Touchdown! He is Houdini! What a play! 
47-yard touchdown run by the magical quarterback, Lamar Jackson. Thank you, Lamar. I owe you everything. Pick of the year, man. I'm telling you right now, that is the pick of the year. Fucking Lamar Jackson, what a value pick. Dave calling it just... I, I was like, Dave is so dumb for picking this fucking guy. The guy can't throw the ball. And then Dave just fucking shit on my chest. And he's like, you're a fucking idiot, dude, with that pick. Great pick, dude. Don't let anyone ever doubt you. Uh, great pick. Great call by Kevin Harlan there, too, huh? Fucking basketball guy doing football. Solid. Uh, let's go to Zach Marone. All right, I'm recording from the airport. I'm headed down to uh, the Galapagos Islands for a two-week trip, which is going to be awesome, and I'm stoked about it. What I'm not stoked about is my loss from last week, squeaked out by 0.1 points by Cuckabee Sanders. Actually, I got, I got Cooper Cucked. He put up zero points. Cooper Cup. Yeah, man. Uh, Galapagos Ghost Islands. Is, are you going to see the Fanatics family? You going to fuck a Fanatic, dude? You going to fuck a turtle? <laughs> anyway, we all know why you lost. BJ, why'd he lose? I think this week the number one segment on what pisses Stein off should be fucking mud dogs giving Mike the free win. If I wasn't or if I wasn't a paintball contention, I'd be fucking pissed. Fuck that shit. That was it a strategic decision? Let's hear from the man himself. And I know I didn't put a defense in. I could have picked one up and put one in. Um, I didn't think it would really make that much of a difference considering it shouldn't have if everyone had played how they should. But now it would have been really nice to have, like, you know, even two or three points from the defense, which would have put me over. It's okay, though. Mikey needed a win. He needed a feel good. And I've been sitting on top for a while, so taking the loss. Nobody wants a loss. Everyone wants the wins. But it meant more to him, I guess, ultimately, than it did to me. I didn't throw it for him, though. At least there's that. So there you go. That's the end of the inquiry. I take Zach at his word for what he said. He's a man of his word. And I really do believe that it was a strategic decision. He was just like, my team's good enough. I actually think I did that the year I had the Jacksonville defense where I won the uh, championship for the first time. Zach on his way. Is he carving the same path as the commish? He'll have to go through the commish to keep going towards that path this week. So bring it on, Zach Marone. We'll see you on the battlefield. Let's go to uh, the boys out there in Philly. Yo, Brent. I'm here with uh, Jake and Yo Soy. Yo, my name's Dave. Hi, how are you? Yeah, good. Yeah, what were you saying? You're with Jake and Yo Soy? Keep going, dude. Uh, yeah, dude, we're getting pizza from Domino's. Fantasy, fantasy. We're talking fantasy football here. It's been a good league so far. I can't believe Zach Moran is in the lead, and he hasn't made any moves, and he hasn't spent any money. Who? Go figure. Yo, dude, we've been talking fantasy football all fucking night. We love the birds. We love Carson Wentz. We love Nick Foles. We love Doug Pedersen. All I know is that I can't fucking stand all the brothers in the neighborhood. Oh, oh no, 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 my God. No, 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 do not send this to commissioner, my man. No, no, no. If you, if you send to commissioner, he, he posts, he posts. He does not edit. He 
I do not edit. I post. I post. Yeah, dude. What are those brothers doing? Why don't you finish your sentence? Come on. I've incriminated myself beyond repair. If anyone ever finds this, I'm fucked. It's just what it's about. Uh, let's go uh, back to Zach Morrell. Now I got a matchup against the commish this week. Russell Wilson on bye week. Should I be worried? I don't think so. I think I'm still coming for that ace. I think you should be worried, my friend, because I think this is a good week for uh, my squad. Deshaun Watson, that's all I need. I need a Russell Wilson-like week out of Deshaun Watson, and I think the rest of my squad might be able to figure it the fuck out. I did have to start Miles Sanders in addition to all the other motherfuckers on my squad, uh, but it is what it is what it is. So we'll figure it out. Let's go to uh, Dave. NYC, huh, Brent? A lot of humans here, huh? Yeah, man. A lot of fucking humans, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, chiming in is our biggest uh, female fan, Ashley London, with her hubby, ML, at the Cleveland Browns game. What about the I have a chub for chub shirt? I'll get both. Get paintballed in them? Yep. <laughs> Also, I'll I'll take the front off of one and put the back on the and put the front on the back on the other. There you go. Sew it together. <laughs> Isn't that cute? Just like a, a couple going to a football game. Isn't that sweet? It's a shame that you're a Cleveland Browns fan. You should be an Eagles fan for sure. Just like a primary team. Let's go to Dave. He's got the hard-hitting questions, man. Fucking great questions here today. Brian, I'm gonna throw a curveball question at you. This is a toughie. If you had to get rid of one player in this city right now, would it be Carson Wentz or Ben Simmons? I don't think you're going to like my answer, dude. 100%. Not even a second thought, Carson Wentz. Ben Simmons is my dude. I don't care what the fuck anybody says. I don't give a shit that he can't shoot the ball. The guy is a fucking difference maker. He's a game changer. I really believe in that kid. Carson Wentz, it's not that I don't believe in him. It's more so the fucking weird Christian thing. That creeps me out. Like, I'm okay with people being religious, but, like, to that extent, where he's just, like, a fucking, like, dude, he's weird. He's weirdo. That creeps me out. So, like, I guess that's why, just, like, I'm out. Ben Simmons, like, fucking Australian kid. Cool. Carson Wentz, creepy ginch. No offense to anyone. Anyway, let's close down with uh, with Dave talking shit on Jake. Jake's going down this week. I mean, it is a revenge game. I got him earlier in the year. But he's got Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> Start his ass, Jake. Got Mike Evans, D-Hop, Jacob, Singletary, Olsen, Sutton, Sly, New York Jets, D. Cream punt, Odell Overrated Jr., Sony, my assistant, Michelle. Beachat <laughs> Junior. See Wednesday. Suck my Jay McKissick. And New England defense. Solid squad, Jake. I think I'm going to win. I think you're going to win too, dude. You know why? The New England defense was his bread and butter. Got him a lot of wins this year, except for this week. Carson Wentz and the boys, do they light it up on them New England Patriots? We will see. Uh, it's going to be a great week of football, man. I'm really excited. Stein's uh, uh, daughters to little Maggie. Uh, her uh, 
My birthday party is this weekend, Saturday. I look forward to seeing you all there. We got the Eagles tailgate coming up on uh, Sunday as well. 425 start time. Can't wait for the fucking game. Patriots going down. We're going to go out with your MVP song. Shout out to Zifo. Crushing the league. I'm coming for that ace, though. Somehow. It's been talking issue with your commish. Rivalry week, baby. Let's go. Slowly, ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. Gonna find you and make you want me. Now that I escape, sleep, walk away. Those who correlate know the world they kick. Jail bars ain't golden gates. Those who fake, they break. When they meet their 400 pound mate, if I could rule the world, everyone would have a gun in the ghetto, of course. When get the up and on their horse, it's wrong. Kick around, drinking moonshine. I pour a sip on the concrete for the deceased, but Terrible. no, don't weep. Why Clef's in a state of sleep, thinking about the robbery that I did last week. Money in the bag, banker look like a drag. I wanna play with Pelicans from here to Baghdad. Gun blast, think fast, I think I'm hit. My girl pinched my hips to see if I still exist. I think not, I'll send a letter to my friends. A born again hooligan, only to be king again. Ready or not, here I come. You can't Brad, hide. Brad. Gonna find you and take it slowly. Durable. Ready or not, oh. here I Play my enemies like a game of chess where I rest. No, no stress, stress if you don't smoke sense. Less. I must confess, my destiny's manifest. There's some cortex and sweats. I make tracks like I'm homeless. Right. Rap orgies with Borgie and Bess. Capture your bounty like Elliot Ness. Yes. Bless you if you represent the fool. But I hex you with some witches fool if you do do. Voodoo, I could do what you do. Easy. Believe me, frontin' niggas give me heebie-jeebies. So why you imitating Al Capone? I be needing Simone and defecating on your microphone. Right. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. It's wrong. Gonna find you. Durable. And take it slowly. Right. Refugees taking over the Buffalo soldier, dreadlock roster on the 12th hour. Fly by in my bomber, crews run for cover. Now they under pushing up flowers. It's wrong. True lies do or die. Toss me high, only for fly with my crew from like high. I refugee from Guantanamo Bay. That's around the border like I'm cash. Ready or not, here I come. You can't hide. It's wrong.
Um, I think you just got, uh, cucked. Hey, you still listening? I got some other shit to say if you're interested. This is the after the podcast stuff. If you were the kind of guy that's just like, I'm going to listen to that song and see where Brent puts in the weird sound effects. Uh, this is the part where I just talk about whatever the fuck I want. Things I don't normally talk about on the podcast. One thing I'll give you is my perspective on this whole impeachment thing. It's not going anywhere, right? Like, people aren't going to vote for that. You know, an impeachment takes like a two-third majority in the Senate. They're not going to get that. No matter what, people stick by each other in politics. He's not going to get impeached. So it's going to turn out to uh, the election. And the problem is that you got shit people to vote for again. You got Donald Trump and a bunch of fucking liberal psychos. It's not gonna. It's not going anywhere, man. It's like where the country's at. It's just depressing. Donald Trump. Donald Trump clearly like did the quid pro quo, but it doesn't matter because it's Donald Trump. What'd you expect? Why are people like surprised when he does shit like this? Like it's Donald Trump, dude. He's been upfront about this shit the whole fucking time. So I don't know what people are upset about. He's not going to get impeached. It's stupid that we're even talking about it. Um, it all comes down to the election. Who are you going to vote for? Donald Trump or the other thing? It's just like Hillary Clinton all over again. It's like Donald Trump or the other thing. And uh, yeah, if you feel strongly enough about it, go out and change it. If not, shut the fuck up. That's that's my view on impeachment. My real drunk view on impeachment. So there you go. After the credits thing. Don't use your image. See it.